You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. We're here. We're banging it out. We're at, what, 60 some episodes now? We're getting up there. So uh, we start off with a quote. I'm excited about my guest today. And uh, the quote's short. It says, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react. So it's just about having the right mindset and how do you pivot, recreate, reinvent, and scale. So Alex E. Edwards is the CEO of Thumbprint Realty, a brokerage that teaches people how to purchase homes, how to create generational wealth, and how to sustain it all. He's also an investor, developer, motivator, and community advocate. Welcome him to the show today. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Yeah, man. We're going to dive into just, you know, how you became a real estate entrepreneur, how you're changing the game up in, up in the mass. And um, I had some teammates, obviously, that played up there, really good friends played in that area with the Patriots. Now, I'm a Green Bay Packer, but I always had respect for what they did. But let's talk about your story, man. Everybody's got a story on how they got to real estate, how yeah. they became a real estate entrepreneur. Tell me yours in a couple of minutes. All right. So I'll make this quick. Around 10th grade, took the first time home buyer class and graduated school, got a job at Bank of America. I felt the push to go to college. So I went to college and took business administration. Our professor gave us a project and the project was you had to go and buy something and run it like a business. So at 20 years old, this this was the, the actual project. And I bought something, came back to, to the uh, school. And said, guess what, professor? I bought something. And he goes, what? What did you buy, Alex? So he's extremely excited. I said, I bought me investment property. He's like, you're 20 years old. How you buy that? Yeah, I did it. I did it. He said, and I said, guess what else? He said, what else? You got more? I said, I got more. <laughs> this is the last time you're going to ever see me because I cannot pay my mortgage and my school. So that, that's how I got into real estate. Just like that. Just jumped out there and made it happen, bro. I, I jumped out there with an adjustable rate, broke a loan broker, effed up everything, and, and made it happen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you know, the beautiful thing is by that that fearlessness that you had, it's been it's made you who you are today. Oh yeah. You know I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything, actually. Yeah, yeah man. I, I probably should have bought more, but I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, man. So that's awesome, bro. So then obviously you have that experience. How did you end up deciding to get your real estate license? How did you end up be, like really diving into financial literacy? Yeah. So the bank taught you money, right? So I understood money and leveraging money, understanding the difference between a loan officer and a mortgage broker, right? And a loan officer is like, gap. You can only buy gap. Can't buy nothing else. If gap don't fit you, got to go somewhere else. Marshall though, Marshall's you have different products for different people, different sizes. And that's the mortgage broker, mm. right? You have to understand when to use each one. And that's what I, what I learned at Bank of America, right? So I was at the bank for about three to four years. And I'm working, I'm working. I wanted to become a top-notch manager. So I went to Citizen. They promised me this gig. And I'm like, all right. They said, you have to prove yourself. Eh, it's not a big deal. I've been proving myself all my life. And that regional manager... Who, who I made agreement with quit, got fired or quit. And this new regional manager came in and was like, look, you got to prove yourself to me. Now she was sitting down and I was standing up. She didn't even stand up to shake my hand because this is the first time we ever met. She just said, yeah, I know the, I know the deal between you and the last manager, but you got to prove yourself to me. 
And right then and there, I knew corporate America wasn't me. I didn't give a two week notice. That was the last day Citizen Bank ever seen me. And I quit right there on the spot at 23, never looked back. And I jumped in to real estate, study, 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 got my real estate license and branded myself um, in Boston, Massachusetts. And I took off. Wow. Still went after you. Start growing. You know, we all make that decision as we're growing as individual agents to then decide to hire other agents. What what made you decide to even think about sponsoring other agents as their broker? So I love branding. I love marketing. And I, I think that's really my, my specialty. It's crazy because as you ask me these questions, something always had to happen for me to move on. And that's, <laughs> that's such a that might not be a good thing. Right. Yeah. I wanted a better percentage at my last brokerage and the person and my broker didn't give it to me and, and he had no right to say yes. You know, it's his brokerage. Right. So I was like, you know what? I wrote 90 percent because that's what I want. I wrote 90 percent all over my house. Like, look, I'm going to get my broker's license uh, and I'm going to come back to him and say, yo, let's do this together. I want 90 percent, whatever. And one of my friends was like, why would you want 90 when you get 100? <laughs> got, got a good point. Still gave him the benefit of the doubt, spoke to my broker, said, you want to, you know, start a business together. And it, he said it was not his 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 time right now to do that with, with, with a partner. And I said, no problem. I, I bought him a watch and I said, thank you for your time. I appreciate the time I was with you, but I'm going to go start my own brokerage. Hold and, on, bro. Hold on. Don't just slide that out there like that. You, <laughs> you bought him a watch and then told him you were out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, and it, I did it no disrespect so whatsoever. Thanks um, for your time. Still speak, but I a watch symbolized time. That's how you tell time. Yep. And I appreciate the time I spent with you, but it's time to move on. Mm. I appreciate your time. Yeah. So I blew the hell up. It was was to the races at that point. Again, I love marketing. I love branding. I was all over the radio. I marketed myself and my company as like a politician. And that was kind of my my way to grow so fast. So let's dive into that real quick, because I always get the question as I'm coaching agents. I've coached agents for 10, 11 years and I always get when I'm on stage and speaking at Inman or wherever. What are the top three things I should do to market myself? Because I always feel like agents get marketing and lead generation confused. One's active, one's past. What would you say? You mentioned it. I've never heard that in real estate. You marketed yourself as a politician. And if we know anything about these political races, the signs, the radio, the commercials, fuck, you can't, you, they're everywhere. So tell me, yeah. which, what's your thought process when you say that I marketed myself like a politician? All right, check this. So my name is Alex E. Edwards, right? How many people give you the their, their, their middle initial? Not many. Not, right, not many. So you're going to remember Alex E. Edwards. From this show, 10 years later, I'm going to be like, yo, yo, it's Alex E. Edwards, bro. What's going on? <laughs> Now, I said Alex E. Edwards about five times already. So now when you're talking to your wife or you go home talking to your kids, just remember Alex E. Edwards, right? So now I'm staying in Alex E. Edwards in your mind, like Alex E. Edwards. You might think about Alex E. Edwards tomorrow when you get in the car, but when you you get off this Zoom, Alex E. Edwards, right? So the more I said Alex E. Edwards, I stayed on everyone's mind. And then the commercial ended, Alex E. Edwards for your real estate agent. Alex E. Edwards, Massachusetts' most trusted real estate agent. So that was just bumping in your head constantly throughout the day. So that's how I pushed the brand and marketed like a politician. And then you had the, the postcards 
And then you had when, when Obama came out with the, I think it was like 5,000 or 8,000 for taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the tax I credit. pushed that. Yeah. Yep. So it was just like everywhere the politician had a sign, I had to sign, right? I came up with a phenomenal plan. This is a great idea to ask, to ask a lot of people to rent their, their lawn, right? So I'm like, look, I'll give you 50 bucks to rent your lawn or I'll cut the lawn for you. I just want to put my billboard on, on your lawn. And it made sense was definitely, you know, look, I'm not making money off my lawn. You can put a billboard on there. So a couple of people in Boston was like, yeah, go for it. So now you see the signs, Alex e. Edwards with your real estate age. Now you, you hear it on a radio. You couldn't get enough of me. And this was the punch. I had a, a sign in my office that said Thumbprint Realty. Everyone that came into my office took a picture at the sign and then I tagged them in every post. So now I'm using your stage to push Thumbprint Real- Realty and my agenda and, and bring other agents in. Other agents from different brokerages used to come to the office just to take a photo with a thumbprint sign. So I was doing something good. Wow. Love it, bro. Love the hustle, though. I love it, man. Just the organic hustle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's that's just, that's just what we know. We're going to find yep. a way. I always say, drop me off in the desert. I'm going to find my way to the water. So I love the hustle. And then, you know, it's the guerrilla marketing. And I'm always coaching real estate agents. So if y'all out there and I'm coaching you and you're listening to me in Clubhouse or you heard me in podcasts or whatever, y'all know I've said this a million times, sweat equity versus check equity. I mean, when you get somebody to take a picture in front of your sign and use their platform on social media to tag them in, that's called sweat equity. It didn't cost him a dime to do it, but it cost him his time to make sure he had a process that was repeatable and that he could do over and over. And then he scaled it. Love it, bro. Yeah, I mean, one thing for sure, I, I love this line by 50 Cent. 50, if you listen to it, it meant something different for me. It might definitely probably meant something different for you. But he said, I will shoot your mama house up and make you look for me. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm going to market my life away, my business, and make you come look for my business. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. That's I, what I heard, Terry. I was wondering I where you were going with saying, that. But that's what I heard. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how you were going somewhere with 50 Cent. And I was That's like, what I heard, T. Okay. That's what I heard. I'm like, all right, well, sh- oh, shoot. Damn, mama, how- okay, make them come look for me. I'm not chasing no one. I'm not chasing anyone anymore. So you're I'm all- not chasing it. Yeah, I'm going to make you come to my sign. Come uh, take a picture in my office. Oh, okay. That's the cool thing to do. Yeah, okay, okay. So you're oh. attracting them. You're not chasing. You're not lead generating. You're attracting people to you. Correct. Correct. And then answer, then I when every closing, this was like 10, 10 years ago, every closing you see my client on Instagram, I'm blowing them up. I'm, I'm celebrating them all type. I'm doing all type of stuff. Like I got the, the, the videos is crazy. I probably bought more Samsung TV than than the city of Boston. <laughs> every every client Samsung TV. We now have a partner with um, Simply Safe. Everyone got security now. Yeah. Um, so it's just, and that's partnerships, easy partnerships, you know, that, that you could make to take your company to another level that we just don't think of. Mm. Have you ever heard of the book, man? You just remind me of the book. Uh, it's called Create Raving Fans, where you're just so focused on curating an experience that's outside the norm. Yep. Because, you know, like where most real estate agents get the cookies and know this and that. It's like, no, I'm going to do something so not even extravagant in money numbers just so extravagantly different than the next real estate agent. Like you said, they can't help but remember you. They can't. And yeah. now now I have almost 50 agents doing the same exact thing. Yeah. Like if I go on, you go on, Thumbprint is everywhere on Facebook, on IG, TikTok, Thumbprint, 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 agents, agents, agents. Like 
look, I can't, if I wasn't down with my team, I'd be pissed off. Like I can't take it. I can't get enough of them. Like I don't want to see them anymore. Yeah. Because if we, we understand, we understand we're not in the real estate game. We are in the people game. That's the people business. How I feel and what makes me feel good. Guess what, Terrence? That might make you feel good as well. Right. What I experienced that made me cheer and laugh. It might, that might, that same experience might do the same for you. So if I understand that, that means I know how to make you laugh, Terrence. And why would I want to make you laugh and, and feel great about yourself, T? Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's good, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm rocking with you, man. Like I really love it. It's just uh, you know, I always say there's there's already enough haters and critics in the world. Try to be an encourager. That's one of the quotes that I live by. Like, why is it so hard? Like I was watching my babies this weekend. We had some people over all from different ethnicities, all from different socioeconomic backgrounds. They just met up. You would have thought these kids known each other 30 years. Hell, they're only five, six years old. And it's just the way that we are wired to celebrate each other and have fun and be genuine and be kind. But the world eats it up. It takes it away from us, man. So I'm just grateful for you. I love your energy. I love the fact that you didn't let the world take that away from you and you're still providing that. And that's why you're going to be blessed, bro. I'm proud of you, man. Real talk. I appreciate it. So you had a book that you wrote. Why did you decide to write a book? What made you even pivot to thinking about writing the book? And let's talk about it. Let's talk about that book. Mortgage Before Marriage. Love is overrated, bro. I'm telling everybody love is overrated. Love is not going to pay your bills. And I think the world needed a book to teach you how to pick the right person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I think the women needed a book. And I hate to word, use the word needed with women, uh, but I'm helping women to understand the setup that society have for them, like that trap of go to school, get a job, find Mr. Right, hold on, wait, you need to take care of yourself. You need to buy homes because Mr. Right is going to have that, his own a, a career and you're going to stay home and watch the kids. And Mr. Right career might go down in shambles and then resentment builds. And then Mr. Right going to look at you and say, what, what have you done for me? It's 20% of women in bad relationships that they can't afford to leave. 20%. What is that telling us? It's a setup, right? It's a setup. So mortgage before marriage, finances before fiance, Rockefeller before Beyonce. We already <laughs> knew the math. We just got to put it together and stop listening to everybody else because everyone follow everyone else, right? Is that just because everyone's going right, that doesn't mean that's the right way to go. That's just mean majority people is not a lot of people probably not thinking and it's following whoever goes right. Right. This book is will clearly tell you, teach you how to look for the signs to pick the right person to spend the rest of your life with. This book will also teach you what kind of activities that you could give your children before they go to college. There's no way, no how a 16, 17 year old um, child know exactly what they want to be for the rest of their life. But they receive a loan from Sally Mae. Are you kidding me? They could get a, a loan from Sally Mae. Probably can't even get a car loan. Can't get a mortgage. But you're gonna give me a loan from Sally Mae, right? A baby mama with no. It's like I'm having a baby mama with no kids dealing with Sally Mae, <laughs> right? So now we talk about debt to income. I'm ready to buy this house. I have this dream life that my parents been telling me all my life. If you go to school, you're going to have this, 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 this. But they never told you about debt to income. Mm. They never told you about Sally Mae. Yeah. And now here it comes. You can't get the life, the life you dream of. 
You can't get it because of Sally Mae. So your dream is worth 500000 but your major is 100000 and after taxes might be about fifty. Mm. right? So in the book, I'm, look, I'm, sit your kids down, ask them what they want to be, where they want their lifestyle, where they want to live, how many times they want to go clothes shopping, food shopping, how many times they want to go out and have fun, calculate that all up. If it comes up to 200 grand, guess what? Make sure your children major is about 250, 300, maybe 350. Don't set them up. Yeah. But that's mortgage before marriage. And the, the funny thing is people that buy homes before schools are way more before school are way more successful than those that go to school and then buy homes. Mm. Yeah, that's good, bro. You asked me to get started. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. I'm in the end zone, baby. Yeah, Let's man. Let's go. Yeah, I can tell you, it's just a genuine passion for you because you've seen it probably time and time again in your life and family members' lives. I have a similar passion on financial literacy. You know, just growing up in an impoverished environment, everybody's just, they, as soon as they get a check, they run to get rims or this or that. And it's like, man, that's just depreciating assets. Let's, let's invest in businesses, income producing things. And so I love it, bro. If you told me in the book, what's the one nugget that you feel like that, hey, if you read this book, this is the one thing you need to leave with. This is the one concept. What would that be? I know that's hard. Damn. Well, so it's a lot of stories in the book okay. as well. It's a different way of teaching. It's just a whole bunch of made up stories so you can understand finances better. So mm-hmm. I just break it all down. So I'm going to go with a story. I'll go mm-hmm. with a story uh, between Nathan and Alex. There's a story in the book called Nathan and Alex, and they were best friends. And one went to college and the other one did not go to college. And everyone thought, you know, the person that didn't go to college was a bum, didn't have nothing going on. Four years later, the person that didn't go to college bought homes getting $6,000 profit, have a job. And then Nathan has a great job, can't buy a home because of debt and is making more than Alex on paper. But Alex is making way more profit because of the homes. Now, he's not making as much income at his job as Nathan is, but Alex is making way more money with the homes, his job, and he has no debt. Mm. So he could do anything he want where Nathan can't do anything at all. Wow. So I think that story where two people started out, grew up in the same neighborhood and just made a different choice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So you can go this this route, which is almost a ball in the chain, because, I mean, the statistics have gotten a lot better now. But, man, how many graduates were not able to get a job, secure a job right out of college? But they're six figures in debt. And so that's why I've been really pushing trade school. Like, it's okay at 18. If you don't want to go to college, I know some plumbers that are doing really well for themselves. I know guys that own HVAC companies that have grown great companies and they own it. No one owns it. No one tells them when to go to work. And they've set up multiple locations. They've expanded it. They've grown it. Man, I mean, all you got to do, if no one believes me, just go to, was it, uh, put in businesses for sale on Google. And it's like BizSell or BizQuest. All these different sites will come up and just go in there and put in HVAC, put in plumber, put in electrical company. You're going to see these million dollar companies being sold. Because somebody decided to go to trade school and not go to school, not go to college and get in debt. So no, that's really good, bro. I, I, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's good. Wow. And it's the value of multiple income streams. Yep. And how, how easy it is to actually it's all BS. At the end of the day, the the pressure to to not follow your dream is your dreams is BS. It's the pressure to say, all right, you're gonna pay me a hundred thousand dollars a year to forget about my dreams and and make that the normal. 
like make that normal. And that's what a lot of people do in this world. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah, you post to work for someone else. But who that person is working for? Why we never talk about that person? Like you post to work for someone else. Who is someone else? Mm-hmm. And why he's not or she's not working for someone else? Yeah, for sure. Like, why, am I, why am I listening to the person that's working for someone instead of the person that's working that's not working for someone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's something to think about. And I, I always say this, too. Everybody's not meant to be entrepreneurs. Exactly. You know? I, I agree 100 percent. But everyone's meant to be a boss. There you go. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If you I don't care if you clean shoes, you better be a boss ass mother effer cleaning shoes. Like you like when people come to you and you work for someone, they only want to go with you because you're the boss in that position. Yeah. I'm respecting that person. Wow. I respect that person. When I was a teller, you think I was marketing Real estate, I was marketing at the tele window, getting these man, I'll tell you one thing. And Kenneth Ken Lewis was the the CEO of Bank of America when I was there. He could vouch for this story. Bank of America and, and my branch, they didn't know how to um get more checking accounts. So they was like, everyone was kind of struggling. Checking accounts wasn't really like it we was in a um it was a lot of students in our area. And what Bank of America did was kind of like ask, you know, their employees, what can we do? So I came up with a phenomenal idea. I said, everyone complains about fraud on the internet, right? Back then it was fraud crazy. When you shop online, you was getting hacked. Some way, somehow, <laughs> fraud crazy, right? Then what they had to do, they had to come into the bank and change everything. So if you had automatic payments, you had to change all of that. that was, it was a headache, right? So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do an internet checking account. Now it's not a it's not an internet checking account. It's just a checking account. But how I sold that's a look. You need two checking accounts and a savings account. One checking account is going to be for only internet. You're going to transfer a hundred dollars to this checking out, and you're going to be online, just and that's how you're going to shop. Yeah. And then your savings account and your other checking account is just for you. So if someone had the internet account, you don't have to change nothing on your personal side. Hmm. Man, that thing blew up. I think. In a month or so, I was talking to the different branches. I mean, I was going on tour for Bank of America, right? And I was the boss of my position. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. At that moment, I was the boss of my of my idea of my position. Yeah. I always say it. Like, it's funny we've been having this conversation. I was just me with my team. I said, make yourself irreplaceable. If you're irreplaceable, that means, like, we always say, outwork your pay. I got to be making sure, like a coach would ask us, be at, be at the weight room by six. Well, I'm there at 530. Coach said catch 200 balls off the jugs. I caught 500. Whatever it is, just I work your pay, be over and beyond. And that's what people are like, well, how did you make it to the NFL? And you got you got drafted with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and all that because I put it in the work. And I tell people all the time, make yourself irreplaceable no matter what you do in life. So that if you're if you end up stepping away, there's a crater where you stood. Because you made that much impact. And when you probably stepped away from Bank of America, I guarantee there was a crater in the ground. It's no no one like me. They they made a lot of money from the internet account. I mean, it spread. It was a smart idea. It was was a problem and I solved it. That's all it is. People were scared of the internet. All right. You you scared, you know, to share all. You have a checking account where you have, you know, income and money coming. And then you're online shopping with that bulk of money in in your checking account. It was not safe. So I solved it. No. And, and and the funny thing is, and this is about Brandon, 
branding is so important because if you don't tell the world who you are, the world will tell you who you are. Yep. So you have to say Alex E. Edwards. <laughs> you have to say, look, this is going to be Terrence. This is going to be the best interview hands down, bro. You're going to remember this interview. Like, I have to cheer for me. Yeah. I have to brand me. If anyone don't like it, I'm cool with it. But I guarantee you, majority will say Alex e. Edwards and I'm good. Yeah, bro. You know, you're the first person I met. This is funny, bro. We got a lot in coming for real. You know, I actually go by, if you look up any of my social media, it's Terrence C. Murphy on there. <laughs> and here's, the same wavelength. Yeah, bro. We really are. I have Terrence C. Murphy on everything. And here's the reason why. Well, for one, there's, there's more Terrence Murphys in the world that I realize. And for two, there's a real estate agent named Terrence Murphy who does nothing. He's terrible. And people would like get us confused. So I was like, well, I had a son. He was junior. So then I started putting senior up and Steve, people still was like, are you Terrence? I'm like, no. And so long story short, that's when I said, you know what? Terrence C. Murphy. I'm going to make, make it clear that I am this Terrence C. Murphy, not this other dude. So, bro, that's cool, man. Well, hey, man, I want to pivot to this section. We got this thing called coming in hot. It's uh, just rapid fire questions. Now, I know you're competitive and the record is 24 seconds. So I'm going to ask you five questions. I'm going to time you just like a 40 time, bro. And you got you got to answer them in one word or one sentence. OK. All right. Now, are you going are you going to set the new record? I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a thinker. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a thinker. I can't lie. I'm, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Are right, you ready? All right. First question. Do you have a college degree or no college degree? No. What is your greatest challenge as a child? My father leaving. What was your first attempt at entrepreneurship? Selling selling candy at uh, high school, um, buying candy from BJ, selling at high school. What was the worst real estate advice you've ever received? You need 20% down. And who's the person who made the biggest impact on your career? My mother. Oh, <laughs> 25, 28. What was Damn. the record? 24.9? 24.9 is the record, bro. That's not bad, broski. Is that BJ? I should have just said, yo, selling candy at school. I should have never told you about body. That's where you got that's when you got caught up. <laughs> that's where I got caught up. <laughs> yeah, man. That's good, bro. So you talked about this. I want to dive into this real quick if you got some time. Yeah. What's the one hack that you think real estate entrepreneurs should be using that they probably don't know about? Like a hack. Is it a whatever? Just something that you feel like, hey, this is a hack that I've used to read books or work out or manage my calendar, or whatever. What's a hack that you feel like is out there? I love probate. I love probate real estate. Probate always, I, like, it's always a huge profit when it comes to probate real estate and Alex e. Edwards. And I, I don't think a lot of people have the patience for probate. Um, it could take a year. It could, I'm one of my probate deals, you know, it's going on four years right now, mm -hmm. but they all, it's like a domino effect. If you started four years ago, you're probably closing a probate deal every year, right? You know, if, I'll take, say, uh, I buy a home at using probate, $100,000. That same home is probably on market, or if someone else wholesale it to me, it's going to probably be about $300,000, mm. right? So someone's paying me $200,000 to wait for a year. I'm okay with that. That's how I see it. Yeah. I'm getting paid two hundred grand to wait for a year. So I think people don't take advantage of, of probate, and they don't take advantage of other people helping them find real estate. I think you should have a better relationship with probate attorneys. You should have a real good relationship with, with probate attorneys. I think they will solve a lot of your, well, they'll find a lot of deals for you if they like you. Yeah. Um, when someone, even a state attorney's point blank, when someone 
get divorced, they either sell them to buy, mm-hmm. right? And, and they don't want it. They want it quick. They, they want this, this transaction to be done fast. And you can definitely get a deal. Insurance of justice is another, you know, fires. They're the first on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know so those are, those are some hacks that I think people sleep on, you know, and the funny thing is, and I always think about this, I don't go extremely hard on probate. It falls in my lap at this point. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the crazy part. It's not like I stand at land court and, and look at docs and call people. Is a, a, a real estate, hey, oh, I know you like probate. Hey, I'm gonna, let me call Alex. You know, attorney, hey, yo, Alex got this probate deal. Uh, can you sell it or buy it? So probate. I, I, think, pro, I think probate is a no-brainer to me. But I love The it, dead bro. don't negotiate. Dead <laughs> people don't negotiate. Yeah. I'm rocking with probate. You're going with probate. Love it. Love it, man. So what's your moonshot, brother? Like, what's your, like, your goal or dream that people think is impossible or crazy, but you, that's your moonshot. One day I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve this. All what right. is that? To all the people that love Terrence Murphy, you know, that, you know, you've been following him. You've been watching all his podcasts. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You will never see me drink liquor until I'm a billionaire. Mm. Already here. Not going to see me drink liquor until I'm a billionaire. If I'm not a billionaire, I I die sober. There it is. Yeah, that's it. And I'm going I'm going I'm going to be a billionaire using tech. Right? I'm going to take my real estate money and, and go straight hard in tech in the tech field. So that's my goal. So people do think I'm crazy at times, but you know, I had to put myself on punishment, discipline myself and really say that out loud. So if you ever see me drinking, like, yo, damn, no, you don't even keep your your own word to yourself, bro. No one told you to make that promise, Alex. So I say it out loud and I'm you. I know you got a huge stage. So if they ever see me in a club with a bottle smacking out my hand. <laughs> yep. I'm not a bill. If I'm not a billionaire. Yeah. If you see me with the cup. <laughs> It happened. Mama, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it, bro. Well, in the, in the real estate tech and the fintech and prop tech, you know, I do. I'm, I'm investing in a lot of companies. I actually just invested in about 25 fintech prop tech companies. So yeah. we, we need to talk offline about that, bro. I think we can. Yeah, that's like I, I created an app. I, I love it. And I know that's going to that's gonna get me to the B. That's going to get me to the B. I think if you make anything easy um, and then. Don't make your dreams or your thoughts so complicated. You'll make a lot of money. Yeah. You'll make a lot of money. Yeah. Because if you believe it or not, it's a lot of people in this world, right? But it's not a lot of people that chase their dream. So if you understand that, <laughs> F the people, if they ain't doing nothing. If you ain't doing nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it makes no... When, when I hear someone say, oh, someone else probably is doing it already. First of all, I don't care if someone else is doing it already. No one's going to do it like Alex Edwards, right? That's that's number one. And two, a lot of people don't follow their dreams, so most likely they ain't doing it. Yeah, yeah. They they are not doing it. So Yeah. I always say the air gets thin up at the summit. The air is real thin up at the summit. And the, the, the harder you work, the more you climb, the more you elevate, it gets less competitive up there at the, at the summit of that mountain. Everybody's yeah. down at the base talking, you know, negotiating with themselves, making excuses, judging, comparing, yeah. competing on Instagram or whatever. But man, as you start climbing and elevating, the air gets real thin, man. So you keep elevating, bro. So and you start loving yourself more. That's, yeah. that, that's just a, a different, it's a different type of love that you, like all the failure you've been through, all the BS you've been through, all of those, those nights that you've been 
You don't even know how you made it until uh, the next morning. Man, you start loving the hell out of you. Yeah. Start loving the hell out of you. And that type of love, like you just wish you had it though your entire life. But now you understand that, you know, today is Tuesday. You can't worry about Monday and Wednesday right around the corner. So we got to stay focused. So it's just the, the, the stuff that you go through. I mean, for you, example, right? Look what you went. You you had your dreams in your hand. Yeah, for sure. And you still turn around and bossed up. Yeah. Come on, man. How many how many people gave up? And it would have in your shoes, bro. Yeah, it's different. It's and amazing. I guarantee you, love yourself in a in a whole different way. You love yourself in a whole different way. I don't know you. I'm betting you love yourself in a whole different way now. Oh, for sure. That's a whole new love for T. Yeah, man. That's good, bro. Yeah, it's a different mentality for sure. And it's not many, it's not many people. They can read about it, they can talk about it, they can, but are they truly walking through that fire? It's a different mentality for sure. Yep. So we have all our guests on the real estate entrepreneur recommend the book. We always say readers are leaders. And could you tell us, you know, the book you suggested and why you suggested it? I just can't remember the author's name, but Contagious. Oh wow. Contagious. I'll go with Contagious. And I gotta go with my man uh 50 Cent the 50th Lock. Because again, if you read those two books back to back, it's impossible to be broke. It's impossible not to have opportunity knocking at your door if you understand both of those books, right? But Contagious really, really took me to another level to understand the markup, right? Like I could value myself at any, at a billion dollars if I want to. It's up to the world to believe it. And it's up for me. It's up to me to constantly scream it and make you believe it. Contagious, why things stick. It's such an amazing book, amazing book. And again, the 50th law. The it's it's reason why I love 50th law because it's simple. It's a lot of books you gotta sit back, write it down, write down the story so you can try to understand where they was going with it. And like, ah, oh, I, I don't get it, huh? But the 50th law because you know. I'm from a neighborhood where it was it was the best neighborhood. So to understand the 50th law and and the stuff, the way 50 Cent had to react to certain things to make sure your staff fall in line is the little things that count. But and it's also the little things that turn into the big things. Mm. So that's why I like the 50th law and Contagious. Those are the two books that I could constantly read. That's and good, of bro. course, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I could constantly read that too. But I could, I read a lot of books and I'll just read it one time. But those like three books, I can get in the car and listen again with, yeah. with no with no problem. Yeah, man. Well, bro, thank you for being on the show, man. We we need to stay connected. And um, two things we're going to leave our audience with. A final thought. Mm-hmm. And then how can people find you before we get out of here? Definitely, definitely. So Alex E. Edwards on every platform on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Alex E. Edwards on LinkedIn as well, on YouTube as well. Again, Alex E. Edwards, if you want to follow me, not if you want to, make sure you follow me. I have a lot of cool videos. I have Mortgage Before Marriage, Finances Before Fiance, Rockefeller Before Beyonce. The book is dropping. is amazing. I want you to um, purchase it. I want you to buy eight of them. And Terrence just followed me. So mama, I made it. Mama, I can't, I can't drink yet, but mama, I'm almost there, man. Mama, I'm almost there. I just followed um, you, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, dreams are just thoughts until made into reality. 
Now, that's something I used to yell all the time. Dodge to mirror. And that means dreams are just thoughts until made into reality. Right. You know, when COVID hit, I went to the gravesite and this soaked it all in that, you know, I could be in a gravesite one day. And if I'm in the gravesite, how many dreams I could turn reality? How many of them? Since we don't ever know when our day that the last day on earth is going to be for us, you got to get to work. You got to get to work. Procrastination is hell of a is a, is a drug, is a disease, is whatever you want to call it. But we got to get to work. So if you're listening to me, you listen to Terrence. Follow your dreams. Be who you want to be because the world deserves you. You know, God made you special. Allow whatever whoever you believe in made you special, and it'll be disres- you'll be disrespecting your higher power if you don't show the world what make you great. And that's all I got, T. Wow, appreciate you, brother. Great episode, man. That's good. Thank you for being on the show. We're going to stay connected. We're going to link up. We're connected to do great things together, man. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait, bro. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to TerrenceMurphy.com. 